name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives each and every day, God. Father, help us to acknowledge it the same. Lord, we thank you, God, for all that it is that you're doing for us and in us, Lord. And Lord, we open ourselves that you may even do more through us as we yield and surrender ourselves to you according to your purpose, your your timing and your will in, in these days and times that we live, God. We yeah. want to be made available yeah. to you. So speak to our hearts, God. Help us to be the change. Help us to make a difference where we go, God, yeah, that we God. can change the atmosphere. We can change the focus. We can change the, the attitudes. Lord, we can change the hope. Hallelujah, that the hope of people would be in you. Yeah. Father, we know that you're able right now, and we give you praise. Have your way even as we go into your word this morning. Speak to us. Move me out of the way. Lord, and say that, that you would have deposited in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Man, you can be seated. You know, as we, you know, we had seen that video was presented. Amen. And we just want to share that this morning because that's being the change. You know, when I when I looked at that video, man, Jahia, that was last weekend, man. He was down there and had the opportunity, basically got him the opportunity to sing that national anthem at the Seahawks game at the Seahawks stadium. You know, and I looked at, it, I said, he just took that stadium to church. <laughs> he just took them folk to church, you know, and and I love it because he didn't, he doesn't change. He sings, sings when he's here with us. He sings the same way. He gives God the same glory. Amen. And, and there, no matter where he is, he's going to give God his all. Amen. And I believe the glory of the Lord was shown. Amen. I've never, 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 never heard the national anthem sung like that. Amen. Amen. With that much power and that much anointing. Amen. I've heard a lot of people sing it, but that's on number one on the charts right now. Amen. I, I always tell you how when I talk, I say, you did it again. Amen. And he did it again. Amen. When he was there. Amen. So we thank God for being here this morning. And, you know, as the pastor was saying, we've had an interesting few days. Amen. At home. Amen. With dad. But God is still on the throne. You know, and he's he's in charge, you know, and, you know, our confidence and our trust must continually be in him. You know, because even as I went in this morning, he was still a little lethargic. So I just laid my hand on him and, and just prayed. And then, as she said, I was in there, and I was, you know, getting ready. And I hear, David. I said, okay, he back. <laughs> he coming back. Amen. And, and, you know, I was just looking at him because we got a camera set up in his room so we can monitor him. I was just looking at him because I left him some things on his table to eat. And he's sitting there eating. He's having a good time watching. I left, uh, you know, the word on the TV for him. So he's watching John Hagee right now. And, you know, he's doing all those things. So he's, he's going to be all right. He's in the Lord's hands. Yeah. Amen. And that's, that's all we can ask for, amen, is that God's will be done. Amen. So we thank God for another beautiful Sunday, the sun shining, no snow outside. Amen. Think reasons to celebrate, amen. But it's always great to be in the house of the Lord with God's people, amen. Last week we, you know, introduced our theme, Be the Change, amen. And you see they put it up on the, the sides of the building, amen. And we want to just... You know, think about that as we go through our daily activities is, is being the change. How can we be the change? And last week, you know, I just kind of introduced that and, and talked about why, you know, change is needed and, and kind of why it's important that the church 
be that change and bring that change, amen, in a world that's getting further and further and further away from the spiritual truth. Our center, we've lost that a long time ago. Amen. So it's and one thing is I always say that, you know, is that we're not going this nation is not going just up and turn around and follow God because that wouldn't go in line with biblical prophecy. It wouldn't line up. Amen. With with all that's taking place and the patterns that we're following. Amen. It just wouldn't line up with the word of God. But one thing is important that the church rise up and show up. Amen. And be who God has called us to be. That's that's what the Lord is looking for, because, you know, as we know, as the times draw near until the end, amen, more and more people going to fall away from God. Amen. So we need to do all that we can. Amen. It's yet, you know, our charge, amen, to be effective in being the change. Amen. And bringing that. But in order to make that happen, in order to be effective in being the change, we have to truly, what? Be changed. Amen? So I just want to deal this morning a bit on what it, it really means about the church being, you know, what it takes for us. If we're going to be the change, we have to be changed. And what does that really mean? What does that, that look like, amen, as we're talking about being changed? Because a lot of things go through people's minds. And, you know, you ever, you ever talk to someone that's unsaved and then, you know, about, religion or faith or you hear a comment said if that's what it means to be a Christian uh-huh. I don't want to be one uh-huh. you know or, or we see the you know the, the bad witness the bad light because why even the world has an expectation of who we should be and how we should operate how we should you know present ourselves and it's important that we recognize that you know why because you know and, and if their expectations are unrealistic then that gives us an opportunity to help them understand what is realistic. Because number one, we are not God. <laughs> we do have challenges in our lives. And things do come against us no matter how long, you know, you've been in, in the church or how long you've been saved. Things are going to come against you, amen. But the key to it all is how do we respond? Amen. What's different about our response than the response of those that are, don't know God? Don't have the Holy Spirit on board. Don't have the knowledge of the word operating in their lives, amen, upon which we can rely. What is our response indifferent from the way of those who can't trust in God? You know that, you know, ultimately he's in charge and in control of all things. And we put our trust and our confidence. Even though sometimes, you know, things happen. How many of us have things happen in our lives even now that we don't understand? It just don't seem to make no sense. You know, but yet and still, we got to trust God because why? He knows what's going on. And it makes sense, amen, according to his big plan. When we hear things that say all things work together for the good, I know I've been through some things in my life since I've been saved and pastoring that, you know, on the onset, I could not understand how is this going to work to my good? You know, this just don't make no sense. You know, but yet trusting him anyway, amen, and continuing to go on and give him the glory in the midst of it. And ultimately, God has a way of showing up. He has a way of proving himself out, proving his word, amen, that he can work all things out. If we would just trust him, amen. And that's, that's the key, 
Amen. In it all is trusting God even when we don't trust the situation. Trust God when you don't trust that husband. Trust God when you don't trust that wife. See? I'm not here to talk about marriage today. Okay? I'm going to leave that alone. Amen. But we got to get to that place, amen, in order to be effective. You know, sometimes, you know, we as God's people, we can give good godly advice to others when they're going through. Amen. But we aren't able to follow it when the situation arises in our lives. Amen. We, we, you know, sometimes we, we can have a strong prayer life. I'm talking about how we can kind of, as, as God's people, you know, we, we want to be the change, but there's areas in our lives that still need some changing. You know, I got anybody here that can admit that there's areas in your life that still need some changing? Hallelujah. Amen. In order for you to be even more effective, amen, in being the change in other people's lives, to be the light, to be the example in those places, amen, because it's easy, amen, to have a, a strong prayer life, amen, and not be faithful in our tithing and offering. We can get a prayer through, but we can't get through past that, 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 that giving part. We need some change there. We need some growth there. We need some understanding there, amen. There's areas, amen, that we run into in our lives, amen. Maybe we, you know, we find it difficult, you know, still we find it difficult to forgive and to, to give grace to others, although we receive grace freely for ourselves. Amen. And we surely want to be forgiven when we have a misstep. You know, we, we, we quick to receive it. Or maybe you find it easy, amen, to, to show love to the church members, amen, that line up with your theology. Oh. Amen. The ones that, you know, but those ones that aren't living up to your expectations, we, we kind of push them aside and we cut them off and we treat them with a, a long-handled spoon. You know, we say hi, but that's as far as our conversation goes. Because they don't, they, they, don't, they don't meet my expectations, amen. They're living up to what I expect of them. Uh-huh. See, these are the things, because if we have that problem with our church members and Christians on our job and, and you know, in our community, what is our attitude toward the unsaved? We got to ask ourselves, I can't help change somebody if, if I'm looking down on them. But if I'm willing to get into the you know, into the ditch with them. If I'm willing to get step down and, and reach down and help them up, now I can have compassion. That's right. So we got to have that mind, amen, to stop, amen, looking and, and, and just we can be strong in this area. We really need to continue in our strong suits in our walk with God. We really do. With that said, we also must work on diligently those areas where we're weak. You can't just accept them and say, oh, well, not there yet. You ain't never going to get there if you don't work on it. <laughs> if you don't start holding yourself account, you know, you can't just say, well, it is what it is. No, it's not. That ain't got to be that way. Right. Amen. He died that we might be transformed, how, by the renewing of our minds. Amen. And, and we got to get our minds renewed yeah. even in those difficult areas because it's, it's a strange thing that God has a way, and um, Pastor Leonard can tell you some stories, but he has a way of bringing people to you that's struggling in the same area that you're struggling. They have, you know, the difficulty in their life with the same area. And if we don't have a good answer for them, we can help them. So he's trying to take that situation, that weakness, that struggle that you have, amen, to fortify you so you can help somebody else. Because now you have a testimony to tell them, I was where you are. 
But if I'm still there, I can't say I was where you are. All I can say is, yeah, I mean, I'm there too. And you got no hope. You got no help for him, right? So he wants to work on those difficult places so that now we have a, a testimony of deliverance, amen, that we can share with somebody else to help them overcome, amen. It's, it's the same, you know, if, if someone came to me and they, they were dealing with a, a drug addiction, I really can't identify with that in that area because why? I've never had a drug addiction. But if he brings someone that, you know, has had that addiction, has been delivered from that addiction, or maybe it's alcohol, you know, and they just, it's, it's consuming their life, and now you can share your testimony because you've been there. That's right. So don't look at your struggles or your weaknesses as, as a problem that you have to continue to embrace. It's a place that God wants to release you from. Yes. Yes. Amen. And use your testimony, use your strength to bring strength to somebody else, to bring what? What's the word? Change to somebody else. So we got to be willing and ready, amen, to become the change. There's two passages, amen, that I want to just kind of touch on before we get into the, the meat of the message. You know, to this morning's topic, amen, it might kind of throw you in the beginning, but it'll become more clear as we dig in. But the title of today's message is Stop the Slop. Stop the Slop. Amen. So, so and you say, what is slop? Amen. So we, we think about that, amen. You know, there's so many places you, you think about slop, you know, that you think about the slops that pigs eat. We're going to dig, really get into that one a little bit later on. You know, anybody ever slop pigs before? Amen, amen, amen. amen. I have one. Okay. <laughs> I got a few people in here that know exactly by experience what slopping hogs is about. That's sloppy food, wet, all mixed up and just throw everything in the air, right? Stinky. I mean, it's just, but, but them hogs be eating it up. Yeah. They be digging. I mean, they walk in it. They'll do everything in it, but they be, they be tearing it up. And don't get in the way, man. And, and, and see, so, because they're used to the slop. You know, a pig's digestive system digests things in about, you know, about four hours. That means there's not a lot of purification taking place. This is going to do it. And that's why they gain so much weight. Amen. But, you know, I'm not going to get into the analogy of the pig because I don't mess up nobody's diet. But understand this, you know, they, they're used to the slop. The slop is what they, they thrive for. Amen. And, but see, you know, there's also, you know, sometimes you ever drive, get a car and you, it needs some work. Amen. There's slop in the steering wheel and you're all over the road. Amen. You turn the wheel and nothing happens. You got, you know, about an inch or two. I like, I like rack and pinion steering. It's it's real tight. If you barely move the wheel, the car responds. But you get one of them old cars. I used to have old 1965. No, it's a 66 GTO. It had a sloppy steering wheel. Amen. You can just sit there and go like that, and the car just keep on going straight. If I tried it in my car now, I'd be like all over the road. You know, so they're slopping. So what do I say? Stop the slop. Stop the sloppiness in our spiritual living. We got to tighten it up. If we want to be the change, we can't continue with sloppy living. Sloppy Christianity. Stop the slop. Amen. We can't just, you know, just throw it all together and, you know, well, that's just the way. No, uh-uh. God wants to change. But we're going we gonna to dig into it, amen, to help you understand. But, you know, first, let's look at, you know, what God is calling for us, you know, for from us, should I say. 
Amen. In, in, in First Peter, amen, starting in the fourth chapter, 16th verse. He said, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, amen, and that includes all of us, because we're going to suffer this, that, and the other. He lets us know, amen, if we live God, we're going to suffer persecution. This thing's going to happen to us. Just because you get, get saved don't mean everything goes perfect. Right. Don't mean you're not going to have trouble in your life. Amen. But he said, if you suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Right. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? He's talking about you're going to go through some things. But he's looking at us first. And how are we going to respond in those things that we go through? That's why he said, don't be ashamed. You're going to go through things. Sometimes, you know, Christians go through things. And because you're a Christian, you're not supposed to go through nothing. So don't let nobody know what you're going through because they're going to judge your Christianity. He said, don't let that stop you. You're going to go through some stuff. But as you go through it, he said, we should learn how to glorify God on that behalf. As we're going through, he said, you know, because he's letting us know judgment's going to begin here. He's judging how we respond. He's judging how sloppy our Christianity is. Notice I say him, not us. He's looking at us, amen. So he said it's going, the judgment's going to begin at the house of God. And if it first began at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? So if he's going to look at us closely... What about those who know the gospel and yet don't obey it? You know, what about how, how's it going to be for them is what he's saying, amen. So we got, we got to get to that place. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, everybody say by the skin of your teeth. I don't want to make it in by the skin of my teeth because there ain't much skin there. That's, 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 you know, you know, but he said, you know, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Wherefore, let us that suffer according to the will of God. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Let us that what? How? To what? Okay, so it's not, because obviously none of us want to suffer according to our own will. It ain't our will to suffer. But he says, let us who suffer according to the will of God. And all we don't always know what the will of God is. But he does. And so we got to come to a place to say, okay, God, if you'd allow this in my life, because I believe that I'm in your hands and my life is under your authority. Amen. And you said in your word. See, this is where we got to be able to regurgitate the word back to God. He said, you said in your words, Sharita, he said that he won't put any more on you than you're able to bear. But he will, with the temptation, with the struggle, with the trial, whatever it is, make a way that you can escape. That you may be able to what? Bear it. Not collapse up under it, but bear it. So he, he wants to bear this up. So let me read that again. He said, wherefore, let us that suffer according to the will of God commit the what? The keeping of their souls in him in well-doing. So in other words, when you're going through and it's hard and it's difficult, he says, stay committed to doing well. 
If I could just make it simple. Stay committed to doing well as unto a faithful creator. I'm going to stay committed to you, God. This hurts. I don't understand it. It's hard and it's difficult. I don't want to go through this, but I'm going to stay committed to you. I'm going to stay committed to your way. See, this is what he's calling for. See, this is being the change because then when people see you suffering, see you going through, see you yet have difficulty in your life, child of God, but yet you're staying faithful and you're staying committed. Amen. And you're yet giving God glory. It causes them to wonder, what's so different about you? I need what you got. And they be, begin to desire to have that change, to be able to handle difficulties in our life because we're going to have them. We do have them. But how we handle them is what God is looking at. See, it's not what man is looking at, but it's what God is looking at. He, you know, it, it's how we represent him. You know, I, I grew up in a family, man, I was the youngest of seven children. And it was always about how you represented the Jenkins family. We, we went here, they don't bring no reproach, don't bring no shame on the family. You know, how you represent the family, amen, because if, if you represent right, we got your back. But if we represent wrong, we got to deal with you. We, 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 and I know it's not, my family's not the only one that want to keep a, a, a good family name. You know, and what am I saying? When we represent wrong, it's not just affecting you. It's just not affecting, you know, a few. It's, it's affecting the kingdom. You know, because when people, you know, when they see this stuff in the media about Christians and when we fall short, amen, they're not so quick to give the grace that sometimes we should be giving. They say, them Christians. They don't care if you're Lutheran, Catholic, Methodist, Pentecostal. They, they, they just lump us all into one. Them Christians. Why? Because they see us all in one group. So you're representing all of Christianity. I'm representing all of Christianity. It's just not about, it's, it's so much bigger when you join the family. Isn't that right? Amen. And we, we're part of that family, amen. So we got to recognize that. But he wants us to, to come forth, amen, and, and the church to be genuine. Amen. He wants us to be unwavering, wholeheartedly following the word, his word and his will. Amen. And it can be challenging sometimes. Believe me. Look at this next passage in Romans 8, 18 to 23. He says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present. And then Pastor David, why you always got to talk about the suffering? The word of God's talking about it. And he's trying to help us understand. He said, I, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time, I hear what he's going to say, are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall re be revealed in us. Now, you know, sometimes we look at that and say, okay, yeah, we're going to suffer in this present time, but when we get to heaven, when we get to heaven, he didn't say that. He said the glory that's going to be revealed in us. And that's speaking of the present tense. When we suffer now, amen, and we allow the glory of God to be revealed in us, what are we doing? We're being the change that other people can see. Amen, he's allowing it to happen, amen. But because he goes on to say this, he said, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. What? Somebody's waiting for the church to show up. 
They're waiting for the manifestation, amen, to show up, to be made known, amen, to, to make a difference and show a difference, amen. The, the creature, amen, God created all people, all, and, and, you know, something on the inside of all of us know we need God. People fight it, they kick against it, they try to deny it, but we all know down deep inside there's a part missing that can only be filled by a relationship with God. Amen. And so when the, the creature is earnestly, even though sometimes people don't even know what they're longing for. But all of a sudden they see it in you and it's like a, a, a drink of fresh water. Wow. That looks good. That, what, what, what is it about that person? What is it about him or her? Amen. That's making such a difference. Amen. He said the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly. But by reason of him that hath subjected the same in hope. Now, when I read the 20th verse, he said that the creature, talking about mankind, we were made subject to vanity. And come on now, we all know we all got some vanity going on. Amen. And it's just not on the outward appearance. We can be vain in a lot of ways. Amen. So, but it's all about self, the creature, that, that earth suit, that, 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 that flesh, amen, can be vain, amen, and, and what we drive. You know, not just what we wear, what we put on, amen, who we associate with. You know, we, we can be vain. I mean, when you read the book of Ecclesiastes, what's he say? Vanity and vanity and vexation of spirit. Amen. He says it's all vain. Amen. He draws the conclusion of the whole matter at the end. But he lets us understand, amen. But the thing that about that verse that gets me, it says not willingly. He said we, weren't, we were made vain but not willingly. God put it in us. Amen. But he goes on to say, look what he said. He said, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. He has a reason for doing that. Because the reason that he did that is to bring us to a place that we make a choice. Do we desire those things more than him? See, so that coupled with the free will that he gives us, when you really stop and choose God, you have chosen against the vanity of your flesh, amen, and your soulish man, the vanity of this world, amen, and you've chosen God above all those things, and that shows God that you really want God, amen. He don't want robots to just automatically or instinctively go to him, but he wants us to make a, 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 a conscious you know, choice in order to choose him and his ways. Amen. So we, we recognize that. And then 21, he says, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children of God. When you choose him, he's saying you will be delivered from all that stuff. Because he's going to give you a way out. He's going to help you. Amen. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's going to give you his word, his guidance, his direction to deliver us from the vanity of this world and this flesh. Isn't that good? It helps us to understand, amen, it's going to be all right. Amen. If we just trust him and believe him, amen, it's so that we can walk in the, what he said, the liberty of the children of God. Liberty means you've been set free. Free, amen, from all these things, amen. And now your freedom should be, become obvious to others. Your freedom, amen, in, in, in operating and living in this world, amen, should become desirable to others, amen. He said, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Is he talking about the now, the manifestation of the 
<laughs> the sons of God. Amen. He wants us to understand this. And not only they, but hear this part. But ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our bodies. I got him on board, but I'm still I mean, I'm, I'm still looking forward to getting up out of here. Amen. To be redeemed from the struggle that I find that still tries to rise up in this flesh. You know, even though we have the, the power and the authority to keep it under subjection, it keeps trying to rise up. You know, that's what I think about how it says that to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Yeah. The problem with living sacrifices is, though, they don't want to stay on the altar. Amen. You got to kill it. You got to kill it. Amen. Because he wants us to, to lay this thing down. Amen. So it's time for the church to rise up. It's time for the church to show up, to be who God wants us to be, amen, to operate in a way, amen, that, that becomes attractive to the world around us, amen, and not, not, in, such, not in, in, in such a way that we're looking down our nose on people because, let's face it, we all got our issues. We can't really look down our nose because we know where he brought us from, amen, but what we can do is offer them a hand up, amen, and I, and I say up, it means bringing them out of the world and into the kingdom. Not that we're elevated above anybody. Amen. But help them to come from that place to where God wants them to be. Amen. But he wants us to show up. Amen. As day, uh, the days are getting crazier and crazier. Amen. It's time for you and for me to assess where we are, you know, on God's big plan. Amen. Where's our love? How is it operating? You know, how, how is our commitment? Where's the light in our lives? Where, where is it really showing up at? Amen. Let us look, amen, and, and see, you know, even in Scripture, we see examples of sloppy Christianity, sloppy commitment, sloppy living. That's why, you know, as I, I was looking at this, the stop the slop. Stop it. Tell somebody stop it. Now tell yourself. Stop it. stop it. Sometimes we need to look in the mirror and just tell ourselves, stop it. Stop it. Knock it off. You know, because we know we, we're not on point where we, we really need to be. But I just want to kind of touch on two stories in, in Scripture, one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament. Two men who had both had two sons. You know, and, and these, these, these gentlemen, these stories and these sons, I call them, you know, the contrasting parallels. Because they kind of follow the same course, but the outcome and the reactions contrast one another. You know, as we, as we look at these two stories, amen, and, and just kind of get a little bit understanding from them, you know, we, we should be able to gain something, maybe even see ourselves in some ways, amen, that we can make an adjustment and change, amen, to bring our hearts and our minds, you know, in the place of God's service. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. So... Let's, let's take a look, amen, you know, what it means. Because God is, you know, one more, more, I'm going to give you one more verse before I get into the, the first one. Because uh, God's looking for true believers. I got you in the house? Hallelujah. All right, come on. I got some, I got some hands up. True amen. True believers. True. Amen. That's going willing to live a life and witness to bring him glory. And that's in, it's in John 4, 23 and 24. And this time, I, I truly believe, is upon us. He says, for the hour cometh and now is. And this what you were saying is present tense back then. 
When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not just, I look at this and say, well, that just makes real sense. You know, Pastor David, that makes sense. But when you really think about what he's saying, he said, don't worship me in your flesh. Don't worship me according to your feelings. Because sometimes you just don't feel like it, right? Huh? But he said, in your spirit. You could, you could be feeling bad in the flesh. But in your spirit, you can still worship God. Amen. You, you can still give him glory. You could be going through a very difficult situation. But in your spirit, he said, I'm still worshiping him in spirit. And I'm standing there. And, 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 and he's, when he says in truth, amen, we're still standing yes. on truth. Hallelujah. The truth of his word. Amen. He, he told me these things could happen. He told me. So I'm standing on the truth that he's my way out. He's my deliverer. Uh, I'm standing on the truth and I'm worshiping him. Even though I'm struggling right now, I'm still standing on the truth of his word that says he's making a way for me. So I'm not going to throw in the towel because what it feels like or what it looks like. Amen. I'm going to stand on the truth because the rest of this stuff is subject to change. But the truth of God's word is the same today and forever. So I'm standing on his truth. People might get crazy. But the truth remains. I'm standing on his truth that he said all things are working out for my good. Amen. He said he's going to make a way for me. Amen. He said, you know, that, that he cares for me. He said that I can cast all my cares on him because he cares for me. So even though the whole world seems like it's coming against me, it's all right. Because Jesus is on my side. Amen. And he's going to help me to be able to stand. See, see, when we have that mindset, amen, things are going to hit you. Things are going to come. Amen. Good, bad, indifferent. I don't know. But it's not going to shake you because your foundation is not in any of those things. Your foundation is in the word of God. Amen. The truth of his word, amen, and operating in the spirit. Now, let's look at our first example. Amen. And it's, it's a familiar one to many of us. Amen. But I, I never presume that everybody knows it. Amen. It, it's coming out of the book of Luke, the 15th chapter, talking about the prodigal son. That story in itself is just preached all by itself. Yeah. Amen. And, and we've preached many messages on it. Heard, I've heard many, many messages on it. A lot of takes. Amen. And I just want to read through this, and then we're going to pick some things and just look at it a, a little bit from this context, which I'm speaking, amen, of being the change, amen. But not just being the change, but what's the title of today's message? Stop the slop. Okay, we're going to get into the slop right here, okay? We're we going we to see, amen. But it says, uh, and... He said, Jesus was talking to him, he said, and a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he delivered unto him his living. See, the father didn't hesitate. Okay. This is your stuff right here. You know, he delivered unto him. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country where he, and there he Wasted his substance with riotous living. Now, let me point out a couple of things here. He's in the father's house. Hallelujah. He's got access to everything the father has. 
Amen. He's, he's living large. He's living good. But there's something calling him. Something calling. See, because typically you don't get your inheritance until the father dies. But he said, Dad, I can't wait for you to die because something's calling my name. You know, and I look at that and say, sometimes, you know, we as, as, as people of God, I've seen Christians in church serving God, in ministry, loving on God, but something begins to call their name. They feel like they're missing out on something on the outside. You know, so, so, they, so they, 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 they gather up their stuff and they, they want to take their leave, amen, and chase a dream. Chase the calling that's not from God. And that's why I see this young man, he, 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 he leaves and he goes into a far country. And that far country would be right outside the door. It ain't got to be a long way away. Amen. When you're starting to turn your heart and your back to God, you ain't got to be no long distance. Amen. Because why? We're no longer we're operating in spirit and truth. But he went to a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living, doing whatever he wanted to do. And when he had spent all, mm, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. And when he had joined himself to the, a citizen of that country, he sent him into his field to feed swine, the pigs. Now, he probably spent money on this fellow, you know. And so, you know, when, when, how it is when you're down and out, you're going to turn to somebody that you help thinking they're going to help you. You know, you're not going to go to no stranger. He didn't go to no stranger, but he went to one that he felt like, you know, I, I, I got favor with him. But what did he get? You can go feed my pigs. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't help me no more. I, I, I'll do this much for you. That's, that's all I got for you. You know, that's kind of how the world treats you. Amen. And so he, he went and he said, you can go and feed the pigs. In the 16th verse, he says, and when he had feigned when he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. Now, see, I looked at that word fain, amen. That means a, a desire. I mean, he was so hungry. He was ready to eat the slop himself. Ready to take, you know, because, you know, if you have a slop corn, I mean, a lot of times there's corn cobs mixed in there and everything else. And you're going to reach in there with all that slop and pull out the cob. You're so hungry. Anybody ever been that, ever been that hungry? No. <laughs> See, y'all ain't going to admit right now. Man, yeah. man whew. I'm so hungry, I'm ready to bite something. You know, just, just, you know but, but we get, you know, but he was at that point of hunger and starvation. But this is the part that I like right here. You know, when he, when he got down to that, amen. And when he came, and when he came, and when he, what? Came to himself. Exactly. When 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 he realized, what in the world am I doing? You know, and, and we pray, man, for different ones. See, they haven't had that Jesus moment. They haven't had, you know, that 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 moment, amen, where they with this experiential experiential moment, you know that. I'm doing this when I had that. Hallelujah. Come on. 
you know, but he goes on and he, he, he said when he came to himself, sometimes we just got to look at people and say, you need to come to yourself. You know, I think about a song, amen, that me and my wife listened to. It reminds us of one of our boys, amen, and it said, he, he's not on his knees yet. You know, and that's when you come to that place, when you've done all you can do, you've ran as far as you can run. Amen. You, you, the, the, what you were chasing in the world done played out. And you know it's time to get back to my roots. It's time to get back to the truth. He was having, he was having that moment. He said, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? They got bread on the shelf. And I perish with hunger. I will arise. Now, this is what you pray if people come to this place. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Wow. See, notice, he didn't just say, Father, I, I disappointed you. But he had a real epiphany. You know what? When I dishonored my father, I sinned against heaven because the commandments say honor your father and mother. I sinned against in, right in front of my father knowing what I've been taught. Knowing, amen, that this was not the right way to go. But see, a, a wise father knows how to release so he can gain. I said, a wise father, a parent, knows how to release so they can get. See, sometimes we try to hold on, hold on, hold on, because we know they're making a bad choice, so we try to hold on, hold on. But sometimes you got to release them and let them make the mistake so when they come back, now they're back. But as long as you hold on to them, they're still yearning to go. And the rebellion gets worse and worse and worse. And I said, Pastor David, you sound like you speaking from experience. I am, both as a pastor and as a father. Sometimes you want what's best for somebody, but they can't see it. They don't get it. They don't understand it. And you're trying to hold on. You're trying to, you know, convince them that, no, you don't want to do that. But see, you got to get to a place. You know what? You got to go. You got to get out there. You got to bump your own head. We done told you. We done gave you the examples. We done shared our story, our testimony. But you need to go bump your own head. Amen. Because you, you feel like it can't happen to you. Although we've seen it over and over again, we know the pattern two and two is still four. You know, I don't care what, what language you write it in, two and two is four. You see, sometimes they're like, well, I can add it up. I'm going to come up with six. Watch me. No. Just keep on living, baby. It's going to be four. You can, you can fool yourself. You know, but he had to release him and let him go. He said, and they have food to spare, and I'm perishing. I would arise and go to my father's house. And he said, I've sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Now, see, he didn't come back demanding something. He didn't come back, you know, where's my stuff? I, I got my stuff, but where's my room? He didn't come back like he deserved something. Amen. He had to humble himself. Amen. He, he came back humble, amen, and realized that I'm not even worthy to be called a servant. I, you know, he goes back and said, make me as one of thy highest servants. And his, 
And he arose and came to his father. But when he saw yet, when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. I, you know, I, and I, I looked at that, amen, and, and he said he had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Now, when I looked at that, I could just imagine, you know, the Lord. He see where we are. He's not trying to make you stay in church. He's not trying to make you stay in ministry. He's not trying to make you live godly. He presents it before us. He so shows us the ups and the downs. He says, it's going to be tough sometimes. Amen, it's going to be hard sometimes, but I'm here. I got you back. You know, but he also knows there's a calling. There's a, there's a wailing of the world that's calling us out there to follow the ways of the world and to do the things of the world. So he waits. And I love it because I, I look at this and I can imagine when the Lord, you know, sees his son or his daughter beginning to make that turn. Beginning to ponder in their mind, you know what, when I was serving God, and they can play out the rest, I didn't have to go through all that. I, I, I had someone I can call on. I, you know, when they find themselves in, the, in, in, in that dark place, amen, after chasing the dream, but the dream ain't working, and the dream is taking them further and further and deeper and deeper away from God, amen, and the struggle is beginning to become real, they know where to turn. And when they call upon him, I can just imagine like this prodigal's father, amen, he saw him coming. But see, God don't have to wait for you to physically get in sight because he sees you all the time anyway. But what he's looking at is not your present position. He's looking at the condition of your heart. And when he sees the heart beginning to turn, if this natural father that he was telling him about, Jesus was telling him about, is going to break tradition, hike up his tunic, and go to run and meet his son and fall on his neck? What do you think God's going to do when he sees your heart beginning to turn toward? He will meet you right where you are. Amen. He'll meet you where you are, amen. And, and, and he'll help direct you right back to where you're supposed to be. You know, sometimes we see those people who have fallen away or, or maybe their, their slop has really begun to overtake them. Even though we don't have quite as much slop, we can, we can recognize because we know the slop. Hey, 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 am I talking to anybody in here? You know, so, so you know, okay, and that helps you. you, you first of all, it, it causes you to begin to check yourself. And then it helps you to see, well, how can I help them? Because if, if I'm in the same place, I can't help you. You know, if, if you're struggling with alcoholism and you come to my house and, and I got the vodka and, and the gin and, and, you know, you know those, those ones that we can try to get by with. You know, I, I got all that up in the house. I can't help you. You know, but if, if I got a testimony that I've been delivered, maybe I can help you. Maybe I, maybe I, can, I, I can help direct you to the Father because I'm trying to hold on with all I got. For the same reason. So we, we get to that place, amen. But he sees the hired servants, amen. And he, he arose and he came to his father. And the father ran and fell on his neck. Now, I can, can you just imagine what was going through this young man's mind? He came back humble, not even knowing if he's going to be accepted. Amen. Because he had dishonored his father. He had spent all his stuff. Amen. He had no more inheritance to claim. And the father gives him this kind of greeting. He probably was a little perplexed for a moment, a little confused. 
and very relieved all at the same time, all mixed in one. Okay, well, well, maybe maybe he will let me work. Maybe I can get a meal. But the father does a whole lot more than that. See, when you turn to God, he's going to blow your mind. When you come back to him, he's not going to beat you up for where you've been because he's so glad you came home. Amen. Because he knows the struggles and he knows the, the flesh and he knows those things that try to stop us and hold us. Amen. So he, he looks at this and, and he says, the father, he said, father, I have sinned against heaven and against and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said, I like that part. I said, but the father, he said, mm -mm. see, when the father spoke, it canceled everything he just said. He said, what did he say? But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Not just get him a robe. He looked raggedy. You know, y'all know the word raggedy, right? You know, he, 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 he didn't say, say you just, just get him, get him, get him, get him cleaned up. He stank like pigs. No, he said, no, get the best robe and put it on him and bring a ring uh, and put a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet. This boy came back. He ain't had no shoes. He said, shoes on the feet and bring him the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. He's about to have a party up in here. Why? Wow. See, the, the, the father, the father, he wasn't, he didn't say, well, how'd it go? You know how we'll do? How'd that work out for you? You ready? You ready to change now? Come on, come on. Huh? See, it's because we're 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 staring at the obvious, but we want to. That's how. That's what we do to rub it in, and we don't want to say the exact words. I told you so, but we want to. How'd that work out? You know, remind me of a situation we had with our, one of our sons. Amen. Our youngest son. Amen. He was he was having some struggles. In his life. And he didn't want to obey. He wanted to come and go as he pleased. Do what he wanted to do. Talk any kind of way. Walk in and not even say hi cat dog. But just go to his room. That I provided. So it got to a point of saying. No you got a choice. You can abide by my rules. Of this house. I pay the mortgage. I provide the room and the food. Or you can find someone else to live. He went to his room and got his little stuff. Yeah, he did. Went over to his little friend's house. Ah, I'm going to sleep on the couch. You know, I'm, okay. See you when we see you. He thought I was going to back down. But was it about a week later? Maybe a week, a little bit more than a week. About 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, I hear. I knew as soon as I heard the knock, I knew. <laughs> so I went down and I cracked the door open and said, can I help you? <laughs> and here, I didn't even turn on the porch light, y'all. I just, can I help you? Dad, we need to talk. <laughs> oh, we do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rubbing it in too, right? You know, but you see, that couch didn't last long. But he knew in my father's house, I had a room Hallelujah. with a bed and heat and food, internet and TV. And, and I'm selling for somebody's couch. And they just kicked me off the couch. See, we got to come realize 
Uh, we, we, you know, we received him back in. And we had, we, we had our talk, Amen. But he learned from that situation, you know. And and I think that's why the Father allows us to do what we do, so we can learn. So when we come back, we come back with appreciation. We come back with understanding. And what am I saying? Well, I'm still talking about being the change, but we got to stop the slop because if 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 we don't tighten it up, we can't help others tighten it up. The Lord is expecting something of us, amen, that, that, you know, he has empowered us to do. And I, I have to put that in there because he's not expecting anything of any one of us that we cannot do because he's the one that empowers us to do it. When we lean on our own strength, we can do nothing. But the scripture makes it clear that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's my strength. He's my help. But if I depend on me, mm, but the other side to this story, I don't know if I'm going to get to the other one, man, because this is, just, you know. But the other side of this story, we're getting, to look, getting ready to look at because they're getting ready to have a party. Right. Father then sent the servants to get him cleaned up, put a new robe on him, put a ring on his finger, shoes, get the fatted calf. Amen. And all the while, the one that we ain't spoken of yet, the elder brother. He ain't having it. Come on, Jesus. He ain't feeling it. Look what it says. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came, yeah, he was working. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, ain't no one told him nothing. But he heard the music and saw the dancing. Amen. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. Ain't no one told him, your brother back, come on to the party. He's out there working. He's faithful. Work in the ministry. Showing up on time. Doing what he's supposed to be doing. And this backslider. Then came back. And passed it all grinning up in their face. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> Treating them like they, 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 a, a new slice of bread. You know, <laughs> you know what even told me, and then he, he it gets worse. Oh my God! He said, "What do these things mean?" And and he said unto him, "Thy brother is come, and thy father has killed the fatted calf, because he received him safe and sound." And and instead, he didn't rejoice. He said, what? Let me go see my brother. Yeah, I'm glad he's home. I ain't seen him in I don't know how long. But no, that wasn't his response. That wasn't the response, amen, of that, that ministry worker or that, that one that's been there the whole time doing all the work. Mm -mm, that wasn't their response. Glad to see you, brother. Who do they think they are? You know, and, and when he come, but he, he, he didn't say all that. He didn't, he didn't say any of that. Amen. He Amen. said, and he was angry Amen. and would not go in. Amen. I'm mad. I'm not going to the party. I'm not having nothing to do with this. Amen. Therefore came his father out to him to entreat him. Now, this father is, is, is such a gracious man. Yeah. 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 He really is. 
he done left the party. Because he, he, he got wind of what was going on and the, that the, the older brother is upset. He's mad. He's angry. He, he ain't having it. He ain't coming to the party. So the father just said, well, I'll deal with him later. He just got, he just, he just got issues. You know, yeah, he need to grow up. No, but he said he left the party and went out to the older brother. Amen. To entreat him. Amen. To try to help him out. And he, and he answered and said to his father, Lo, how many years do I serve thee? Need to transgress I at any time your commandments. I've done everything you ask of me. No, he, he's laying down the pedigree. Said, I'm the one that deserves this part. That's what he's really saying. He said, and yet never, thou never killed me a kid. Gaveth me a kid, and that I might make merry with my friends. See, they that compare themselves amongst themselves, brother Peter is what? Not wise. He's comparing himself to what his father is doing to this, 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 this brother of his. You know, and, and it goes to the point to say, but as soon as now look what now catch his phraseology. As soon as this thy son was come, which has devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatty cat. He didn't say my brother. He disowned him. He said, as soon as your son. You can tell he mad. He mad. He, he didn't disown his own. He said, but as soon as he come, after he done wasted all the money with the harlots and all, and, and you're going to kill for him, the fatty cat. And he said, and son, thou art even with me, ever with me, excuse me, and all that I have is thine. What did he just tell him? He said, you've been with me the whole time. It's all yours. See, sometime, and I want to make this point, sometimes we're here, we're in there, but we don't realize what we have. We don't realize what we got. We're still trying to work for what's already ours. He's saying, you didn't give me a calf. How can I give you what's yours already? The fact is, you didn't understand it was yours, so therefore you didn't take the liberty to do what you wanted to do with what belonged to you. You should have caught it when I divided up the goods at your brother's request. He got his, and the rest is yours. He should have caught it then. Realize, you mean, that's all he getting? All this is mine? All right, we good to go. Especially being the elder brother who gets a double portion. So, but he's so caught up in what he sees on the outside, and he sees on the surface, and sometimes that's where we get caught. What we see on the outside. What we see on the surface that we miss the blessing that's in our own bosom. Amen. What we have on board, amen. He, he let all I have is dying. It was meet that we should make merry. He says the right thing to do. And be glad for thy brother. He's, he's, he's reinstating the relationship as the father. So he said thy brother was dead. And is alive again. He was lost and is found. And that should be the rejoicing. It's not what he did. Amen. We all got a background. We all got a path. He said, but what he did, that don't matter no more. He's home. He can't, we can't go back and undo that. 
We can't go back and, and change that. But we can reinstate. Amen. We, we, we can receive him. Amen. With experience and with wisdom now, he becomes more valuable. And he can help more people because of his folly. It can work to the good if we understand how to handle it and, and what we need to do with it. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. My time is up. <laughs> and I haven't even begun to compare the other story. So I'll have to finish it later. But I want us to understand something here is, is when we see these things happening in our current circumstances, we got to stop, pause for a minute and say, Lord, you show me how I should respond. Lord, you show me. And it's just not about the church. It's even on our jobs or in our businesses or wherever we might be. It's always our response that makes the change. It's going to change the way they see Christians one way or the other. And we have to be the positive change, if I can add that word. We have to be the positive change, amen, in, in our response and our actions and how we, we carry ourselves, amen, because nothing is befalling you, child of God, that he does not see, amen. that he does not know. And some of these things are going to touch us and some of these things are going to hurt and some of these things ain't going to feel good. But it's how we respond, amen, that sends a message to the world that I have a greater hope in me than anything that this world can give me. I have a greater place in a, a peace that passes what? All of how You don't understand how I can have peace right now, but I do. See, we should understand why where our peace is. Amen. We we should know that we have the Prince of Peace on board. Amen. We should understand, amen, that he, he let us know that he was a counselor. He, he's all those things that we need him to be in the times of struggle. We have him. If we call on him, he gives us the strength. If we call on him, amen, he'll, he'll give us the help that we need, the, the, the calming that we need. But if we, we forget that we have something the world does not have. They can't call on him. Amen. They can't lay and rely on his word, Amanda. They can't, they can't grab hold of those things, amen, and say, this is my strength because my flesh is about to fall out. But this is my strength here. This is going to keep me. This is what's going to show them that I have something that they don't have. This is going to show them the change that they need in their life. If I can just hold on through this. See, he's going to make us a billboard sometime. And sometime what's on the billboard ain't what we want people to see. He's going to put your life on display. And it's not always going to be because you can sing or preach or, 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 or teach good. Sometime it's going to be the opposite. And how are we going to respond when those days arise in our lives? This is part of our being the change. But see, if we're not changed, we can't be the change. And, and, and the change is only going to show up in the struggle. Because, why, and why do I say that? Because when everything is good, we just go on. We just go on like everybody. Everything good in their life, everything good in your life. But when trouble come in their life, they fall on the part. When trouble come in your life. Hallelujah. What's the answer? We should be on display because we are. And we shouldn't mind 
Say, why? I'll, you know, I've had people ask me the question over the years. Why I always got to be the one to forgive? Would you say Christian? Huh? Why I always got to be the one? Like even when, when, in couples, why I always got to be the one to say I'm sorry? You know, and see, these are the places that the change has got to show up. These are the places that the difference is made on a regular. It's in that challenge. When we're challenged, amen, what arises? When we're challenged, what do we demonstrate? What do we, when we're challenged, what are we standing on? Are we operating in the flesh? Or are we operating in what? The spirit. Because the Father seeking such to worship him. And see, I think about the message Pastor Linda preached oh goodness, a couple years ago. Here I am to worship. Hallelujah. In the middle of your struggle, in the middle of your pain. See, it's not here at the altar doing when the music is going. And, you know, you got the good lead singer that's hitting all the notes, and, and you know, we, we can worship then. Oh, we, we, you know, it's in your struggle. It's when they talk about you like a DOG. Here I am to worship. When they're getting on your last reserve nerve. Huh? Here I am to worship. Hallelujah. It's funny because mom used to do that when she was going through different things. She, Pastor Linda would remind her mom. And she said, I know. Here I am to worship. <laughs> here I am. See, because when we, just those little things can help keep us in check. As yeah. We talked about those, 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 what they call them, the breathe prayer. Lord, I'm here to worship. Jesus, keep me near the corner. No, I'll tell you that one right there. Help me a whole lot of times. Hallelujah. Keep me near the cross. Because if I get too far from the cross, y'all going to see something you don't want to see. So I need to stay close to the cross. And sometimes I need to be on that cross. You know, to, to, to crucify this flesh. Let's stand. I'll I have to pick it up next time. Amen. But we need to understand, amen, we are, as much as we don't like it, even my, my kids, I used to tell them all the time, y'all the pastor's kids. <laughs> yeah, everybody, wow, we don't like it. We don't like being on display. We don't. That comes with the territory. Well, we can't. We can't change it. We, we can stand up in the pool. Don't y'all look at my kids no more. They're human like everybody else. And no matter how many times they do that, they're still watching. Right. So don't, don't count it bad. Let me say that again. Don't count it bad when people are watching your life. Thank God, child of God, that they chose to watch your life. Because it tells you they're looking for something. They've already seen a glimpse of something that got their attention. Don't let them down. Please. Stay faithful. Stay focused. Keep being the change. Keep making the difference. I wouldn't even finish that story so y'all don't. We need to understand. There's so much that God wants us to do. So much he wants us to understand. And when we walk out these doors and we go about our daily living, none of this changes. The expectations, the, 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 
the, the, the desire of God, that's what he wants it to really show up. If I can say it like this, this is, this is Exxon. We're coming to the filling station to get filled up so we can go out there and burn some gas. And then we come back to get filled up some more because if I run out, yes, if I run out, you might see the old man. So, uh, so I, I, I need to come and get filled up. And during the week, I need to, you know, get in my word, amen, and get topped off, amen. And then you come back on Sunday and get a little more higher octane so you can, you can be able to deal with the issues of the world, amen, because it pulls on you. It, it will drain you. I just want to be real. It will drain your own life's issues. can try to squeeze the life out of you. But you got something that's greater. You got a hope. Amen. That's that's greater. Amen. And all you got to do is turn to your word yeah. or, or, or get on your knees. Amen. Call on the name of Jesus. Thank you. you know, I always tell people when they're having a the pity party. I told dad a couple of days ago, he was he, he, he was saying something. I forget what he was saying. I said, stop having a pity party. And he looked at me like, I'm sorry. You know, but sometimes we, we, we want to have a pity party. But anytime you having a pity party. The first guest on the list should be Jesus. And guess what? No, that, that just ruins the whole pity party, don't it? That's the intention. Right? Because he paid it all. Amen. So if you're here this morning, amen, as I close, I just want to invite you to come to the altar. If you're struggling in the area of being that light, you find yourself struggling, amen, and, and like I said, we all got those sloppy places that we need to tighten up, stopping the slop. Sloppy Christianity. See, sometimes we don't want to step out because I don't want nobody to know it's me. <laughs> I don't want nobody to know. Amen. But I tell you right now, this place is in, in that I still, I'm still working on. Amen. And even as I'm working on this message, amen, the Lord's saying, yeah, you got to tighten that up too over there, brother. Thank you. This too. Why? Because he wants us to be the example to the world, amen, that the world needs. We've come a long way. Amen. Amen. Any, any of you can say that for yourself. You've come a long way. Amen. Woo. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, now, Father knows amen. Can, you, can we also admit that we're not there yet? Not there yet. Mm, come on. Come on. We're working. He's he working on us. Amen. Because if I'm working on me, I can only do so much. But he working on us by showing us and pointing out, amen, those things in our spirit. Amen. That we need to tighten up a little bit more. All this, 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 this loose living. Amen. God said, no, let's tighten it up.